Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Let's welcome in now, retired, now retired, um, and he goes by Sergeant Mark Fu, but actually Sergeant Fazetti. So thanks for being here today. Uh, thanks for having me, Dawn. Absolutely. I wanted to give the picture of some of what's happening and with with the you know hearing you know officer the the officer's own voice and the emotion that you hear officer masonette i think that's so important but take me through what you know about that job in that investigation and what happened on the streets of philadelphia yeah so uh, as usual every cop in this city wants when they pull over a car, they don't know what's going to happen. It's one of those situations where it seems like this is, it seems like nothing when people watch it on TV, it's just a car stop. You walk up, you ask for information and everything's supposed to go well. Well, as you saw, you don't know what this person or these people just mm-hmm. did, what what's going through their mind. Yeah. And this is an incident where this, this guy, I believe was wanted. Yeah. And all of a sudden, just a simple car stop turns into a life or death situation. And once again, our our city officers are put in a position to just, it, it, it's so frustrating. It, it, it's, I hate what I see. I hate what I'm hearing every day from officers that are too afraid to speak out. But they are expecting this. That's the part. That's the sad part of all this. They are expecting something bad to go wrong. And when it does, they don't expect any help from their leaders, from the DA's office to the mayor. It is probably, it's just probably the worst, going to be the worst year for Philly police in a long time. And it's, it's so frustrating because I have a lot of friends that I worked with side by side that put their lives on the line for me when I was on the job. And they are still working to this day. And to hear their stories, to hear their frustration, their sadness, you heard it in that officer's yes. tran- radio transmission. Yes. It, it, it's, he was speaking out of fear of, I may not see my family yeah. again. A lot of officers are feeling that way every single day when they go out on the street. It's awful. And see, that's what annoys me and, and about the 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 choice of today's front cover of the Philadelphia Inquirer, at least the digital version, I, you know, because I'm up, at the, you know, 3.40 in the morning, and I don't, I'm, by the time I leave the house, I don't get the, the hard copy. But the digital version, 
on the on the very you know top of it, some Philadelphia some Philly police with checkered past, new jobs thanks to the PPD's latest promotions, and then it says police reformists say the personnel moves are a reflection of the department's longstanding struggle to discipline officers. It goes on to criticize the fact that doctors chosen by the union, um, they're, what they're insinuating is that there's there there are all these officers out there, and okay, maybe there are a few, right? But it, the insinuation mm-hmm. here is that oh, you know, a third of the police force is using a doctor's note to not do their job. I mean, that's that's what you infer. When you see that, whether or not once you read the entire investigation, it probably doesn't say that. But the but a lot of people are just going to look at those headlines, and to me, it's it's media malpractice. See, here's something people don't understand. When you know, especially when I was working, you know, ten years ago, when cops would get hurt, law enforcement would get hurt. What they wanted to do was make sure they were healed and able to get back on the street. Sometimes they would force themselves. I know I would. If I had, a, you know, got roughed up and my knee hurt or banged my elbow, the last thing any cop wants to do is sit at home and do nothing. Are there a couple people in any p- profession where they'd rather just get a medical leave, get paid, and not do work? Of course. Mm-hmm. But most cops are not like that. However, when they've, what they've been through the last four years, I don't blame any cop that has gotten hurt at his home healing. I don't blame any single one of them waiting to get fully healed before they come back instead of before where they would rush it because they just had to get back out there. They want to keep their community safe. Nowadays, they know I don't have the backing from my bosses. I'm not going to rush myself back for further injury and not be able to provide for my family. So I'm going to take all the time I possibly need. And that's just a reflection of poor leadership within the department. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't want to go out and risk their, their lives and their health any more than they have to for this department in this city because the city and department won't do the same for them. Yeah, and, you know, from my point, I just think uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the, the journalists, and many of them high-quality, hardworking journalists at the Philadelphia Inquirer, okay, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of them have been working by Zoom. You know what I'm saying? And so for you as somebody to say, well, because of medical COVID, et cetera, I'm Zoom working and writing from my home. But I'll just say Philadelphia police could never Zoom it in, right? And and so to me, that's that's my little commentary on that one. I believe in investigative journalism. I believe in transparency. But I think that it's, it's a, a cringeworthy headline, given the fact we have an officer who could have been killed Right this week and is still recovering in the hospital. Have do you know this officer or know that? Have you do you have any insight into his recovery? Because it also annoyed me as we talked to retired um, Sergeant Mark Fuzetti. It, it, it annoyed me a little bit that the headlines were "Officer is going to be okay," and nobody talks about you know what it would be like to be shot in the stomach. You just went through a surgery. It, it's not like next week you're going to be you know bouncing back. Right. And I, I don't know this officer. I have reached out to some people, uh, but it's been a hectic 24 yeah. hours, 48 hours for the police department with the shootings yesterday and Fox chase and the rampant crime going on. So I haven't gotten an update, but you're 1000 percent right when it when it comes to a long haul, the long journey in my unit. When um, 
when I worked, before I got to my unit, the Philadelphia court warrant unit, there was one death and three shoot or four people shoot, three people shot, one death. And it all happened in one incident. Mm -hmm. And the one person that I got to know well, once I became a member of the warrant unit was a Sergeant Vinny, uh, just call him that. And the, the, the effects of the trauma mm -hmm. from he, he was shot in the hand. He didn't die, but he watched his partner die. And just you would figure, okay, hand shot. He was able to fully recover. But I would talk to him, and he would talk to anybody who would listen. There were some mental scars for a long time, and I'm sure still to this day, for getting shot in the line of duty. What that does to a person, mm -hmm. no one could ever understand. If, you, if you've never been in those shoes or spoke to someone in that officer's situation, you will we'll never be able to understand the long journey that it will take on him and his family. And, and it's awful. And people don't realize that, yes, he's physically going to be okay, but there's another part of that mentally. How, how is he going to yeah. adjust? And it's, it, it's, uh, it's very sad, and, but it's not sexy for a lot of the newspapers. So right. they won't talk about that. Yeah, and I wish that, you know, for your, to your example, I have a you know, girlfriend and that's, that's all she taught. You were shot on the job. And, and so it's sometimes it's from your, your healing as that officer, but your spouse is, is coping. There's a, there's an impact on the relationships and the kids and the spouse is, you know, I'm just worried you're going to get shot and the sleeplessness. There are so many different effects. And I think it's important to have these conversations as well. I talked to, I've talked to some officers and I know every union's different. Um, for state police, it's different than, I believe, than Philadelphia police. But let's say you're injured and it's a long-term um, healing. Um, do you get full, do, do, you, do officers get full, like the full salary and all that full coverage? And then when does that expire? So for Philadelphia PD, I'm not sure about the um, state police. Uh, what would happen if they can't perform their job anymore? They get what's called a 32. It's a medical leave. Mm -hmm. And if memory serves me correctly, it's basically whatever it is they were making their paycheck for the rest of their lives. Um, at full pay. You know, so uh, at full pay. So after taxes, whatever, 66 and a third or 66.6, I believe it was, may have changed, maybe a little different mm -hmm. um, from, from today, but I believe that's what it is. So, Anyone that is medically discharged, they do get their money, uh, their health benefits. Forgive me, I forget how mm -hmm. long that lasts. But as, any, as anyone knows, a lot of these cops took this job because they want to be out there. They want to serve the community. They want to help. Mm -hmm. Sitting at home for a year, especially a young cop like the officer that you know, mm -hmm. was just injured, to sit at home at 32 if he couldn't do the job anymore, that's... That's not like winning the lottery and say, oh, I get to right. go home and get paid every day. No, that's a person who was dream was shattered. And that little bit of money, although it may help to pay the bills, you know, mentally, what does that do to any person that can't perform, you know, at, at a high level at such a young age, too? So it is one of those situations where, yes, if a cop does get cleared uh, or they don't get cleared, they are taken care of. But like in any other situation, in any other job, sometimes the city fights those other cops that mm -hmm. are truly, I don't want to put the person's name out, but I know one cop who is fighting. And, you know, it's, it's sad. I don't want to put his or her information out yeah. what's going on, but they are really 
suffering and they have to now fight the city to get that medical because they just can't do the job anymore. Right. So you have that other part of it. it. It's just sad to see how our officers are being treated from outlaw to the mayor, district attorney, on the streets by the citizens, the criminals. It's just why even do it anymore? It's and it's it's so hard on morale. And I think it's but it's important to put these things out there so that so that people think about it. And it should be written in this way, in this context. I, I just want to talk quickly before I move on to the Rittenhouse, that brutal beating. But when, when I'm looking at the online records of some of these accused scumbags, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go, go there. A long criminal history. The one guy charged with attempted murder in, you know, the officer's uh, shooting this week. I'm looking online. I mean, these are going back to the 1990s. Federal conviction. You know. Pretty danger considered a pretty dangerous guy, and the question is why? Why was why were these guys even paroled in the first place? I mean, that's that's a piece of it. Paroled, you know, paroled so that boom, they can they can go out and shoot a cop or got you know one of us. Yeah, this and this has been the the sixty four thousand dollar question back when Ramsey was police commissioner. I remember after. There was a stretch there over two years where multiple police officers were killed. And he was asking the same question, like, at what point do, do we just stop letting these people out? And it's only gotten worse since those days in Seth Williams and, and Ramsey. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Kenny and Krasner. It, it's, it, 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 you just can't understand it. Krasner is more, more concerned about the people that have been arrested and are doing time and making sure you know, they get they get their chance to get back out on the street than saving any citizen of Philadelphia right now, as we're seeing every corner of the city. Rittenhouse Square, Somerton, Roxborough, South Philly, North Philly, West Philly, doesn't matter. Yeah. The same crimes are happening in the same areas, and the same people are getting away with it. These young kids that are just, that's who's committing most of these crimes today. They're playing Grand Theft Auto in real life. And they have no fear of being arrested. That, that is what it comes down to. They have no fear of being arrested. And when they do, they know they're going to get out just like these, this guy that shot the officer. Yeah. They're not going to stay in jail long. Not even murderers stay in jail long in Philadelphia. It, it, it's mind-boggling. Well, that's, before I get to the Rittenhouse, I'll just say this, that I have a, um, I talked to family members. I remember the, the young victim, Sean Toomey, really good kid, gunned down on um, Mulberry Street in the city's Wissanoming section and was, was shot and killed. And we've interviewed his dad on WPHT and prayer for rallies and all of that. So these 17-year-olds arrested and charged with uh, Sean Toomey's murder and now turning that to adult court. But one of the family members had said that uh, they're allowed to be, even behind bars, they're allowed to be on Instagram. And the one has like, a following of like 26,000 people. And he's like another Mumia where he's saying, I'm innocent. Please help free me. It's amazing that they get to be a celebrity and get to be on social media and have a phone behind bars. How does that even happen? I'll have to dig into that one. Yeah. I don't know unless something has changed, which I seriously doubt, but a phone in prison is contraband. And would I be surprised if they have one in there? No, not at all. But I'll, I'll definitely look into that. I'll, I'll, I'll make some calls on that because that is absolutely oh. insane. And but it just goes to show you're right. 
you get lots. And a lot of the crime that's happening with these young kids, with the carjackings, it's mm-hmm. all about getting cred, street cred, on Instagram. That's all a lot of it is. They tape themselves doing it, and then they post it. I can't reveal any more information than that. Right. And they go out, and it's, it's literally a game. And just like you said, now this kid has this huge following. Yeah. People probably look up to him like, oh, he's so cool. And, you know, like your life's, well, your life should be ruined because you murdered somebody. But yeah. as we both know, you know, probably won't be. It's just going to be a few years in prison and back out to do it all over again. And that really brings me to this uh, 30-year-old woman walking in Rittenhouse Square, presumably after dinner time. The video that they've released now and additional screenshots of these four teenage kids, really. Some of them you know, look like they're, I don't know, 13, 14 years young, but they're teenagers. So this one is, is disturbing, and I think there was another one that happened this week as well. They go, they use the credit cards and that sort of thing. Can you talk to that kind of an investigation with, you know, is the word that these street gangs are um, being emboldened and because it seems like it's gang and drug related, but also that the gangs are recruiting younger and younger kids. Yeah. So from, from what I've heard with these kids, they, these are gang related, but it's not gang related as in like people may think bloods and crips. Mm-hmm. It's every, in, in these neighborhoods, there are every couple blocks is a gang. So there may be two blocks going this way, two blocks going that way. That's a gang. And they're all rivaling against each other. They've always been fighting. This is new. Um, what's new is that it's spilled out into the safe communities, Rittenhouse Square to Somerton to Roxborough, where normally they would just fight with each other, shoot each other, steal from each other. It would stay within those general you know, neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It, the difference now is they've gone outside of that box into, and everyone may, may know or may not know, Rittenhouse Square is going to be the richest neighborhood in, in Philadelphia. Right. That's where, you know, your most expensive property is. For them to be able to go in there with the confidence to commit these crimes and without any care in the world just goes to show you they are not afraid of being arrested. They are not afraid of the consequences of their crime. And the only reason that happens is because they know when they go to court, Krasner is going to scrutinize the police for arresting them more than they're going to scrutinize the criminal for the crime they committed. Unbelievable. And that emboldens anybody to go out and commit these crimes because, hey, I could, I'll probably get away with it, especially if they don't trust the cop or they don't like the cop. And, you know, worst case, I'll just, I'll just cry, oh, woe's me in courtroom. I'll change. I'll do better. And Krasner being the great white savior as he likes to be, <laughs> will just go ahead and give everybody second, third, fourth chances until they graduate to murder. As we've seen so many people in this city mm-hmm. over the last four years, three years, we're over 1,600 murders under outlaw and Krasner and um, Kane the last, you know, the last three years, three plus years. And as we talk about, it's, as we talk to a retired Philadelphia Sergeant, Mark Fu on Twitter or Mark Fazetti, you know, when you look at this, is there a connection that law enforcement officers are talking about between 
the the rise in the so-called gang violence and two things number one the open border the drug fentanyl crisis as well as kids who let's say a now 16 17 year old so you back time this as to what was happened when they were banned from the classroom during covid and during the pandemic are there those connections being drawn so in one of the recent uh crimes in philly there was the quadruple shooting in mayfair mm-hmm. uh, where the three people were killed i believe the fourth is still uh fighting for his life in the hospital from that incident i've had sources say that is definitely a product of open borders uh there's a whole investigation going on but behind it with drug deals drug sales illegal gun sales rob home invasions and stuff like that uh but definitely they believe there's a link between the two in that crime and of course there's going to be a link to the fentanyl and philadelphia philadelphia has always been the place you go to get your heroin, your dope. Mm-hmm. Now the fentanyl's involved. Fentanyl was here in Philadelphia years ago. Yeah. Not many people know it because it didn't, they didn't know about it back 10 years ago. Fentanyl's always been in Philly. It's one of the places where it would start, uh, just like the pure heroin, Philly. That's why everyone from across the country and across the world would come to Philadelphia for the heroin. Now, with the fentanyl here, it's no different. And that's why we see what we see down on Kensington Ave. People literally looking like a movie set from Walking in, from The Walking Dead. It's because you can go down there, you can get heroin laced with fentanyl, sometimes just fentanyl, for cheap. And where, we all know where it's coming from. It's not a big secret. Mm-hmm. And once again, the hands of the officers that want to make the arrest, that want to go full aggressive against... Every single person down there is breaking the law. They are not allowed to do it. It's frustrating, Dawn, because there is a system within, within the Philadelphia Police Department that their officers are trying to get this out to let people know what's going on. If you drive down to Kensington any time of the day, you're going to see officers in a grid. And what that means is they are stationed at a location, some in McPherson Square, C Street, Kensington Ave, wherever it may be. They sit there with their lights on. Those cops are able, are, are able to go out and patrol and do that, but they are not allowed to because they are ordered to stay there. Even if a priority call comes up two blocks away from them, they are not allowed to leave that grid. They are not allowed to leave that location. So what we have in the Kensington, and I'm sure it's all over the, it's yeah. all over the city, cars just sitting yep. with their lights on. And then people just move to another section. They don't commit the crime in front of them. But even if they did, those cops are not allowed to do anything about it. So they get demoralized. They're not allowed to commit. They're not allowed to lock anybody up, sell these drugs. And then the cops that are running around chasing all the calls are tired. They're overworked. They're stressed out. And it's all because they just have the wrong people in charge of them. And hopefully when a new mayor comes in, that all changes and we get, get enormously back in the department. Yeah. Well, we definitely need new and higher quality leadership for sure. Um, Sergeant Mark Fazzetti, retired Philadelphia police sergeant, thank you for your service, for keeping us safe, and now for keeping us informed in, in your newer role. Thank you so much. We really Thanks appreciate you. Thanks for having you. me, Dawn. 100%. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.